you. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. That right there is a lot of a Glasses of the podcast. We are back in the basement again this week. Uh, again, Andre is off. Uh, Paul is down here with us. Um, yeah, sure. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week we talked about, uh, or as you say, this week we're going to be talking about the new album from the band Hospitality. Uh, but last week we talked about Damien Gerardo. Damien Gerardo is actually playing at DC9 in town tonight. And so we had the chance to interview him. So through the magic of time travel, we will be. Interviewing him in three hours, but you will hear it now. So figure that one out. Uh, but here, yeah, here's our uh, Andre and me sitting down with Damien Gerardo. Is it temporary? I guess uh, we're with Damien Gerardo. Thank you, sir. Thank you and, for... And, uh, DC9. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, two things, first off. Congratulations on the new album. Thank you. And I will uh, get the fan wankery out of the way. Are you Fair. aware of how much awesome shit you've put out? <laughs> um, I'm not aware. Not aware? I, I'm not aware. It's good. It's good. For me, I just sort of make the records and yeah. call it good. All right. Yeah. All right. Hope it goes somewhere. That's why I say it goes somewhere. Cool. I spent I spent the day personally like in the uh, Gerardo hole. Wow. Like just yeah. listen. I was cool. like, "Well, shit, I like I gotta have something to say to the guy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. And you know, then we talk about the music and that guy, yeah. they, you know, and how. And you're chipper. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Surprisingly chipper up yeah. from being in the, the Gerardo. Gerardo. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, actually, the next question is like, let's talk about the songs that you don't want to play right, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Lots of songs I don't want to play. Are anymore. there? Oh yeah. Tons of songs. Is it, is it just a matter of they were so like personal, like indirect when you wrote them? Mm, no, or, it's just that they're they're uh, they're just too dark for me now. Yeah, because mm, they they're just they're they're. I think that was at a time written at a time where uh, the depression of the songs, of the sadness of the songs, was sort of a comfort, and now it's yeah. just sort of a. And now you're just sort of. Like, I know I can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, that, that makes complete sense because yeah. you sort of move past yeah. that as you. Yeah, you need to move past yeah, it, yeah. yeah, and you have to move past. You do, it. You, you do have yeah. to, yeah. Um, do you think writing the songs kind of helped you move through some of that? Uh, yeah, but I think like I think uh, I mean there's definitely I mean I'll say it, there there are two eras of the songwriting life so far, um, and it's it's um, for me it was the sub pop years, mm-hmm. 
and the first few years of Secret Canyon um, from so basically the first it's like three so far now it's three chapters it's Waters yeah. Avenue yeah. South Tiebreak Chairs which is the sub pop years mm-hmm. which is my wandering years and then Where Shall You Take Me um, to On My Way to Absence I'm sorry to Caught in the Trees yeah and that to me is like um, my you know my first secretly years of um, I don't know what you want to call it. Depression, I yeah, guess. Yeah, really yeah. sad. Really dark times. Yeah. Um, and then from St. Bartlett to Brothers to and Sisters of the Eternal Sun, it's sort of like my light period. So yeah. okay. So so going from St. Bartlett, I mean, that, that is that when you first started uh, collaborating with Richard Swift? Yeah, that was the first record. Is Has that, like, been a factor in, like, the, the lightness? It's like that, like, yeah. collaboration been... It's, it's been a... F- that's been a factor, and I also think... And I've had many factors. Yeah. You know, Richard was a huge factor um, as far as, like, the sound and just, like, the overall freeness mm-hmm. of everything. Um, I also, I contributed the whole light lightness, I think, uh, to also to my own, you know, uh, my own faith. Yeah. My, my own spiritual faith had a like, huge part of that um, as well. So I think those two I think those two things, my spirituality but also like working with Richard, those two combinations of things that like really had a huge part in where I'm at now. Um which isn't that surprising, you know. I mean, I I recall I I, rec- I keep recalling um uh, an interviewer I did this to the other day too. He said the same thing. Um mm-hmm. that reminded him of reminded him of when John Coltrane. Right. Yeah. You know, sort of making his the more spiritual records that he made, yeah. the more out there that he became. Sure, sure. And for me, so I think the same thing is happening. Yeah, the same thing's happening. And, and actually, that, that's sort of one thing we were going to talk about. Like, there has been a progression from a certain sound, mm-hmm. singer songwriter sound, yeah, from Barry, yeah. like to the early records, and then once the I guess the Swift era, like yeah, when yeah. Started working with him, is become aggressively a little more psychedelic, mm-hmm. to where like the new album is like I'm actually still I, I love it and I'm still trying to wrap my head around yeah. it in a very good way. Yeah, because because it's just yeah, I like, like that I'm still trying to my head. I love yeah. that. That's yeah, good. Because, so that's how it should be. No, it yeah. it should be because I felt uh, so. We, we reviewed it on the podcast last week, yeah. and I was like. I'm not sure if I can say outright buy it because mm-hmm. it might freak you out. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I definitely qualified it <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. with that yeah. because I need some time because to it process does. this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it's one of those that like just keeps like hitting on like different mm-hmm. listens and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You find like even uh from like the first song, uh, Silver Timothy mm-hmm. uh and then like you hear the song like Metallic Clouds, yeah. like which right. which is like for so I mean, I'm I'm over forty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and huge Floyd fan, and mm-hmm. that like touches on like that mm-hmm. sound totally. And but it it makes sense in the context of the album. But then mm-hmm. the whole album just goes sort of bluey from there. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you feel? And, and I know this is the second part of a concept of mm-hmm. Maricopa. Mm-hmm. Did you feel, or was that intentional as far as going? Like further out there, uh, further out there. I mean, as far as the psychedelic sound, yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of was because, in some ways, um, because for me, you know, Maricopa it centers around one person who was a um, 
I mean, in my in my dream, I had he was a musician mm-hmm. who is from the I want to say sixties. I want to say like seventy two, seventy three era of of music. Sure, where it's fresh out of the love peace movement, yeah. and people are like seriously still on a lot of drugs. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, um, it's sort of like where the the LSD is fading out, but the cocaine's coming in. Yeah. yeah. That era. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so in Maricopa, you know, we find that guy just sort of like, uh, nothing is the news. is like the first song uh-huh. on Maricopa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to replicate him like in a, in a bad trip. He's having a bad trip. Well, I know mid song, he definitely actually, yeah. uh, gives us a signal yeah. that that may be happening. Yeah. 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 There's something you do on, on Silver Timothy yeah. that you did on that as mm-hmm. well, vocally, where on nothing is the news, it's, a switch with the guitar and vocals yeah, and yeah, you're processing yeah. Yeah. and honestly from that that was the hook yeah. for the whole album yeah. it's like yeah. you weren't like I'm listening I'm just gonna listen to some song you're like oh shit I'm in mm-hmm. yeah. you are in it yeah, yeah. and you have to listen something to switch when you give yeah. that scream and nothing yeah. is the news like mm-hmm. that's like the yeah. you know strap in yeah, here yeah. we go yeah yeah. yeah. and on Silver Timothy like you did when the vocals come yeah. in you're just like oh yeah okay yeah. <laughs> we're back to it you're back start, to it yeah yeah, so it's a um, it's funny. It's you know I I've only, I used to do hallucinogenic drugs, sure. uh, but I started at a very very young age. I'm I'm 41 now. Mm-hmm. The last time I did anything hallucinogenic, I think I was 16. Okay, that was the last time I did anything. Yeah. Um, so and it's and at 17 I became clean and sober. I stopped drinking. Right. I stopped taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so but for me. I I wanted to duplicate another, you know, the psychedelic is so tied, closely tied in with, you know, obviously LSD or whatever, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. for me, you know, for me, it also is, it's also tied in with, for me now, actually, it's also very tied in with, again, my faith, mm-hmm. and that is, you know, because I think, like, there's there's a lot of Biblically, I think this, the the Bible itself is very, very psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy who can heal blind people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Multiply yeah. Yeah. fishes yeah. and loaves. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. And walk on water, yeah. raise himself from the dead, yeah. Yeah. ascend into heaven. Yeah. That's a, I mean, you want to talk about a trip, man. That is a trip. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And Absolutely. so... Um, so the character in the song, you know, I mean, uh, the, the, on the album, more so in Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Son, he finds himself knee deep. I mean, I mean, he is in, he is in this place. He's in, mm-hmm. he's yeah. living among these people, man, and they're waiting for the, the Messiah to come back by way of spaceship. I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, there's like there, you know, he's experiencing whole new levels of like consciousness. Yeah. But it's not. But it's all happening without drugs, right? Okay. Yeah, you know yeah. it's all happening. You know the song we were talking about today in the van, um, and uh, you know the song "Silver Donna," yes, yeah. the yeah. longest yeah. song yeah. on the record. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it plays out like a mantra. Yeah, because in my mind, I'm picturing him in this sanctuary, and you've seen you. We've all seen footage. If you have, you could YouTube this. Yeah, footage of like you know. Pentecostal movements where people are 
flailing on their backs in the aisles oh, yeah, with their eyeballs yeah. rolled up in their heads yeah, yeah, yeah. and shaking Absolutely. of arms, man. Yeah, yeah. And they're speaking in tongues, and it looks like a giant acid trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, when the spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. when the yeah, spirit yeah, hits you, yeah, yeah. it is it is yeah, like I can a say high. being from the south, like I've seen yeah. it. Like you are on, exactly like, talking it, about. It, it, yeah. is, it is a high, man. It, it is, yeah. yeah it, it is, is a religion high. is is a very uh, yeah. potent, yep, and affecting it, thing. It's an affecting thing, man. And I and I'm, yeah. and I'm a firm believer when the spirit gets a hold of you, it is a trip. Yeah. It is the biggest trip you'll ever be on. And for me, that's what happens in Silver Donna. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me, in Silver Donna, the spirit hits him and boom. And that's why there's so much repeating of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it becomes like, like, like a chant or a mantra. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're deep in this trance. You know what I mean? They're deep in this trance and feeling the spirit. That's what that song is about. That's why there's so much hand clapping and percussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a revival going on. Yeah, sure, know? sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what's going on, man. You know, uh, but it is. It's purely psychedelic record, man. And, yeah. you know, wh- I mean, I want to. I'd never thought in a million years I'd be considered a psychedelic artist. Yeah. I don't even know, but, like, if, if I would say, like, consider you a psychedelic artist. I think. I think there's I think there's an art to psychedelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and I think like in hearing this, it's it's I think you might have like gotten close to perfecting it. Yeah, that's just cool. as a good, that's song, good. No, no, as, that's a, awesome. as yeah. a great songwriter. I mean, because I mean, one thing we've talked about uh, in the past few weeks in the podcast is that there seems to be an undercurrent of psychedelia sort of coming back. Not not like lazy psychedelia, yeah. like. Honest to God, mind blowing shit. Yeah, yeah. It started with Tame Impala, which is oh, good yeah. as Tame Impala is. It's great stuff. It is very rote and like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what's going to blow your mind if you're at yeah. the show and you have yeah. uh, the screen. Whereas, but like, the, your new album is sort of uh, like a horrifying type of psychedelia mm-hmm. in a in a very good way, mm-hmm. um, and that's the way I think it should be because yeah, it's yeah. like it forces you to like. You'll be listening to it, and you're forced to just like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. sometimes there's almost place. yeah, there's almost like it's. Not, I want to use the word uncomfortable at times, sure, of course. because you know, because sometimes it puts you in a place where you're like, I haven't really had this sort of feeling yeah. before. Yeah, and maybe because like you. The reason that is, and the reason it is, I'm glad you guys caught on to that, because the reason that is is because the story itself, it's not, you know, it may come off, you might, you know, you might, I may describe like, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit's in it, mm-hmm. he's waiting, they're waiting for the Messiah, and it sounds like this golden-like thing, but the reality is there's a key line, there's a key line, um, lyrics in this, in the song Silver Malcolm, mm-hmm. and the lines are, um, the lines are, um, I'll have no one to talk to if I'm left behind. And that is the key uh, okay. line in this album because they're all going to heaven. But he yeah. has no idea if he's right. going to make it. Right? Oh, okay. He may yeah. not. I mean, like, the Lord may come yeah. back in a spaceship. They yeah. all may go back, go up. But he may be left behind because he doesn't know if he's yeah. if he's saved or if he's not saved he has no idea he doesn't even know if he's dead or alive right yeah right you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah absolutely so he, so may, he starts so questioning that he starts questioning that yeah well you, you start know? so it's a questioning of reality totally which i think plays into that whole psychedelia totally. thing where yeah, it's like yeah. okay let's let's question and i think lsd kind of help yeah. people start to question that exactly and, and have a start having an open conversation right. about it you know Right. People like Aristotle and Plato had these conversations oh, yeah. two thousand years yeah. ago, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was part of. And actually, philosophers talk about yeah, it that, yeah. that we're not maybe 
it's amazing that 2,000 years have gone by, but we're, we're not having those conversations still no. as part of our, say, daily conversation. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, think about, think about the <laughs> feeling that you get. I don't know if you've ever experienced this feeling. I've had this feeling mm-hmm. before. We're like, you, you know, it's the same feeling that you get of like, you missed the last bus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I, you, now you're I, stuck yeah. with like I, I think, a, I think like, the kids fuck. refer to it as yeah. FOMO. How <laughs> am I going to get home? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the feeling he has, yeah. but it's eternal. Yeah. I may be stuck here for the rest of my life with no Nobody. one to talk to. Yeah. And how am I going to deal? How am yeah. I going to process that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a very, it's, you know, Richard said this too. Richard was like, you know, this is a very, not only a psychedelic record, this is a sci fi record. Man. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. We're, like, we're getting. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. is this like a dystopian future yeah, album? Yeah, like, where? So. Yeah, that's what I started the process. Like, I'm like, what's the what's yep. going on yeah. here? I mean, people are in robes, man. They're silver. Yeah. I mean, they are. So that's yeah. It's very space age. I mean, God's coming back to Earth in a spaceship. Man. Yeah. You know, I mean, so all this is like 100 percent like a conscious effort to like. It, it's it's all it comes from a dream. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, so. Wow, nice. So the three al- the last three albums you've mm-hmm. done with Richard Swift, mm-hmm. were all three of those part of this? No, con- no, no. It, or is they're this more only, of a? They're the, just more of a progression in sound. If anything, okay. you know, they're linked by sound. Maricopa and Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun are the are the two records that are kind of much. It could pretty much be the same. It could pretty much be, a, be double, a double double LP, right. sure, sure. like Rubber Soul and Revolver. Could Which have been, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That exactly. to me is like that. Saint Barlet is his own. It's his own. Sure, thing. it's his own sure, thing. Sure, okay, sure. yeah. Is does that mean though that uh, brothers and sisters of the eternal son is that the story is over? Or is this going to continue? It's done. It's, it's done. done. Okay, uh, it's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've told so, the story. Put us in a place. Yeah, yeah. Put you in the place, and I've left you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Make God see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a good time as you're oh, flying away on the spaceship. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, but. But that's a good place, you know. When when I think about music that gives you an emotional response, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that I've realized from listening to your yeah. music is that it it elicits a, an emotional response, and sometimes it's not, you know, always happy or sad. Yeah. It's you know, like yeah. I said, it's uncomfortable, or it's yeah. like I'm almost like it it puts me in a headspace that makes me start mm-hmm. to think about these things. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you know? great. Yeah. You know, for me, I you know, I've been often been asked about influences on this on this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't have much musical influence. I, you know, it really like for me, my influences really came from hours of watching The Twilight Zone. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) The Twilight Zone, and also reading a lot of like a lot of '60s and '70s uh, uh, Christian books. Okay, that were based on like you know, uh, you know. Who are these cults and what do they mean? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, when was you the last know. time you watched uh, Soylent Green? Yeah. Soylent Green, I love that movie. So, yeah, yeah, see, so, so you could... Um, Brave New World kind uh, of Brave thing. New World. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, this, and actually, uh, we were talking about Hospitality's new album. You, you could yeah. put it up against a movie like that and be yeah. like, yeah. this is just yeah. the soundtrack behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so it is, like, it makes the sci-fi sort of mm-hmm. thing like that. Twilight Zone makes all the sense yeah. because mm-hmm. that's just... A never-ending. I could see the there guy also, who. The, yeah. yeah, there was also there are also two movies that you can actually find on YouTube, believe mm-hmm. it or not, online. There's a there was a movie called. Uh, a do, they're but they're documentaries. I think they're like only a half hour long. There's one called Future Shock. Okay. That's that's as with Orson Welles. I believe I've seen. Nice. You've seen it? I, I have think. not. No, but I will. 
It, it would be 20 years now, but I think yeah. you should go back yeah, and watch yeah, it. Check yeah. this out, yeah. Future, when you see these two clips, I always tell people if you can find these two movies online, watch them, and then this album will make complete and total sense. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Okay, Future, Future Shock? Shock. And there's yeah. another movie. There's another movie called called The Sun Worshippers. Okay. S O N Worshippers. Okay. And this documentary uh, is a short half hour documentary about. The or, uh, early what was considered the what to be in America the Jesus movement, right, 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 sure, right. sure. And all these hippies were like, "Man, we're giving up LSD and we're tripping on the Lord." Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if you watch the Sun Worshippers and Future Shock, you will understand, brothers and sisters of the Eternal Sun and Maricopa. You'll okay. get it. You'll get it. And some uh, and a few episodes of the Twilight Zone. Nice, nice. Yeah, interesting. Have you have you seen the, the film? Uh, since we're talking about the films a little bit. Uh, Until the end of the world, Vin Vendors. I love that movie. Yeah, so it finally came back on like Did iTunes. It? Yeah, yeah. But okay. I, I've been searching. Yeah. I, you can find like Italian. <laughs> I've been stuff. waiting for that movie to come out. Holy shit! In so long for so long. Do you see the director's cut? I have not. It's and like nine. Hours I know long. it's nine oh, hours long. <laughs> but that's what. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you're talking it's about the sci-fi, the level yeah. that you're talking about infusing it into your album mm-hmm. yeah. in this album is that's the level that like we're talking. That's about. That's what I'm talking about. Because, that's the vibe. Because that mo- that movie is. Gorgeous. Oh yeah, and I and I, I I bought it and like I watched like the first hour. It's three hours uncut. Like the director's mm-hmm. cut is like I said, it's nine hours, mm-hmm. um, and there's no subtitles. None. So yeah. you better know there's like eight languages. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the most amazing movies like I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because and and it it trumps like his Wings of Desire. Yep. Yeah. Far away, so close. Like it, just in space. But um, like yeah, that sort of thing. Um, like maybe you should soundtrack that up. Yeah, <laughs> like, that would be amazing. Yeah. I don't know. But even high, I saw that in high school. Uh, yeah, and I remember seeing that in high school. I remember having even then it had a, had a profound effect on me that made ripples. Yeah. If if you saw it, oh, so, so you're forty. I'm actually forty one. So we're we're the okay. same age. So I saw it in college. I yep. think it was like sophomore year of college, and it was a shut the phone off. Yep. This is happening right yeah. now. Right. And you watch it, and you just like get up, and you're like, I'm not really sure what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. and think about it for a while. And I've been trying to explain it to Daria. Like, she's like, "What is this movie about?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't just, even know if I yeah, know just, yet." Yeah, I'm gonna need just a, need to, a little time need here. To watch it. Yeah. Right. See, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. That that to me is like the exact same feeling that I wanted like this new record to have on. People. Yeah. Oh, you've succeeded. I mean, saying, that's, like, you because Vim yeah. Benders had this way, and I mean, especially with that movie. Yeah. Um, where he created this world that was on Earth. Yeah. yeah. This existence that's on Earth, but yet it's not real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. here we have a guy inventing a machine that for blind people. For blind people, yeah. You know? There's all these sounds of, like, you know, uh, you know pygmy music, and, I mean, it's just, like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy <laughs> it movie. It is. And the end yeah. is, like, the most one of the most depressing, like... Yeah, whatever, and, and yeah, like, yeah. It's like you don't know if the world is ended or not, yeah. but yeah. it doesn't matter because they're basically like addicted to their dreams, right? And they'll be uh, okay. okay, right? And they'll right exactly, and they'll be okay. Everybody's right. going to be all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, there's and no- speaking of dreams, I mean, you know, this, you know, you know, this album is based on a dream, but you know, I talk about dreams on Maricopa. I mentioned yeah. the word dreams a few times. I mentioned if you're uh, dream one or two times on this new record, you know, yeah. it's like you know, we are all we dream of, right? Yeah, you know, is that is that where you draw like a lot of your like content inspiration from, or is that like 
just specifically for these two albums. Specifically for these two albums. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is, has been pretty surface. So it's just a craft, and mm-hmm. just like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a writer and stuff. Yeah. When when you're writing, is it a, a writing like you you feel the music first, or or you're actually like writing to a I, I want to write about this. I don't. I know. I never set out to write about anything. No. In the past, it's always been about like, uh, you know, Saint Bartlett, and uh, actually, Cotton the Trees was a little bit like this. Cotton the Trees. So my last four records were mm-hmm. like this. They were, I would say, intentional writing. Okay. Everything else has been sort of like, eh, here's a song about a guy who kills himself, or here's a guy, you know, whatever, yeah. a song about a, a, you know, serial killer. Um, those have been intentional writings. But they're, but they're not intentional in the fact that in the, I mean in the way that that I sat down and said I'm gonna write about this. It was more intentional in the way that it's like it came to me and I just did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I'm sorry. That's unintentional. The intentional stuff is these you know caught in the trees up to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because those were records. I was like, okay, I need a, like I need a part two to Maricopa. Yeah. I'm gonna intentionally write. Like seriously, Damn. the first wrong, this first song I wrote for the new record mm-hmm. was uh, "Return to Maricopa." Okay, Apple's sure, name, sure. The title. That makes sense because you were like, thinking in your when head. Did, when yeah. did you like write when that? You, like how far yeah. after finishing? That was written last January. Okay, okay. yeah, because you're probably thinking, okay, sequel, like a film right. sequel. They always start with, you know, right. okay, just reminding you what happened right. last time, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Let's get back into nice. this. Yeah, but yeah. Is there anything else? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm. Do you have a sorry. Pink Floyd question? I, have, I, I mean, my I mean, mind we, is slightly it, blown right now. Is, yeah, <laughs> doors are in 11 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So if we can cover like all of Go Pink Floyd, yeah. uh, do you find yourself often just drowning in Floyd? No. No. Okay. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> you do not. No. What is? Yeah. I only own two Pink Floyd records. Really? Yeah. The Which only ones? two Pink Floyd records I own are Piper at the Gates of Dawn uh-huh. and Relics. It's amazing. Because and I own and I own a, a burnt CD burned copy of of Saucer Full of Secrets. Okay. I, I will send you Obscured by Clouds yeah. because yeah. it is Metallic Clouds uh-huh. is that yeah. and and actually and Dari meant this in all like compliment. Yeah, Oasis. Oh wow, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah it, if you listen to um, oh, shit, which song? It's it's off of What's the Story of Morning Glory. Okay, but it but it, it skews. It, they obviously pulled from Pink Floyd. Yeah, and but it, really, you think so? Yeah, I, I actually really think Oasis? so. Oh, yeah. Oasis, wow. Yeah, yeah. They always struck me as like a more of a Beatles. They are, well, they but that's what I'm are, saying. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a Beatles Floyd thing, but but Oasis also pulled from like Floyd had a pop sensibility in sure. like the other albums. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Now for the weather. <laughs> Now yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, Temperatures in DC are <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> weather on the threes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this, they did this soundtrack for. Um, you have to pay royalties on that now. Now there's in the podcast, don't you? No. Uh oh. <laughs> we'll let's that. criticize that. Uh-oh, that yeah, song's yeah. the best ever. See, it's yeah. the greatest. Right, 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 it, is, yeah. it is the greatest song um, ever. Yeah. So so. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that that song in particular, like. Obscured by Clouds is they did a soundtrack for uh, a French movie called like, I think it was The Valley and it had to do with like mud men and all this shit. Oh, okay, I don't yeah. recommend watching the movie. Yeah, is it a bad movie or is it just? It's pretty bad. Okay, it's sort of French impressionistic stuff. Okay, but the soundtrack is amazing and it is it is re- it was released the same day as Dark Side of the Moon, and it it just uh, released the same not day. not same day same day same year. Oh yeah. same year. Um, 
That's not that uncommon, though. No, yeah, that's pretty common. Not back then. Yeah, not back then. But it it was the last like gasp between like sort of that pop Pink Floyd yeah, into like yeah. the full on like yeah. like you know classic rock radio Pink Floyd that sure. everybody knows, and it's fantastic. It yeah. is. It is. It sounds like a band. Yeah. And Metallic Clouds like it sounds like that. Yeah. Intentional or not. Cool. And, yeah. and I mean that in like a highest compliment yeah. because, like, that's. I mean, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I can tell you, um, Metallic Cloud musically, I think was inspired. Actually, it's really funny. Cloud and Cloud. Mm-hmm. Cloud. The song Cloudy Shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, first, I'll say this. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who jumped ahead of himself, so that's forgive right. me. It's fine. So. Um, the I don't own like I said I own the, only own those three Pink Floyd yeah, things. yeah the two albums in the CD burn burn copy sorry Pink Floyd yeah uh, <laughs> and uh, but I have but I grew up around Pink Floyd fans sure oh, so sure, I remember sure. hearing songs like Us and Them absolutely yeah you know so us so songs like Us and Them I would say subconsciously influence songs like Cloudy Shoes. With the echo that happens yeah, yeah. with yeah. Cloudy Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And also with Metallic Cloud. Because it has that same, like, bong, bong, yeah. bong, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. But also, believe it or not, I'm, and, I, and I don't know, this is a very strange comment to make, but um, I don't own any Wilco records, for instance, right? Okay. But I've heard their songs. Right. And I think, that, I think I've, I've heard songs that I think I've heard. So those songs that I think I've heard before. Right, right, right. Have also influenced really. Yeah. Wait, what, what, song, what songs? Uh, so, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see a little like Impossible Germany in there. Yeah, um, yeah something like that. Isn't that funny? An idea of what maybe this no, song no, sound no, like. That, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. I mean, it's <laughs> just a byproduct of being I mean, right. like, like we, somewhere we both, around both, it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I yeah. think they sound like this, and I'm going to use that yeah, in my yeah. next yeah. song. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because we we both are like. Very amateur musicians, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, I've been playing music since I was six. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh, and I think you're sort yeah. of the same way. And there is a thing that we think about a lot, where it's there's stuff just out there, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's and it, it's kind of it's more ether. specific than just like the Paul Simon, like you're just tapping into it. Sure. It's like you have stuff around, and you think that like stuff you're coming up with it, and it's awesome, and it's like it's influencing like. Uh, there's a bass line in the uh, in the chain. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. years in like band oh, rehearsal, yeah. I was like, this, this is awesome. What the fuck? It's like, I right. can't I can't remember what it is. Fuck it. It's ours. Yeah. And then once yeah. we figured it out, it's like, it, oh, it's the chain. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Um, well, so I think when your your senses are constantly absorbing yeah. this yeah. stuff, whether you're conscious of it or not, yeah. it's just going in and your brain is processing yeah. it. Yeah. And then you, you call it back and you're like, I may have heard this somewhere. I have no idea if I'm pillaging or what. Right. What's going yeah. on here, right. <laughs> dude? That's listening to this guy with diamonds. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It okay. Is? Oh, it, but, but at yeah. This and people point, call you out like, oh, I don't know. I just thought of it point, yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At this point, if, unless you're doing oh, a no. cover, you're, oh, that <laughs> <laughs> with the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this point, unless you're like actually thing. straight up covering it, like there's no. I mean, it has to happen. Sure. You know, you have to like even if you're not directly influenced in hearing yeah. and stuff. So, and and I think honestly, like. Letting that not be so aware of it, like, produces better stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. without you saying that, I yeah. would never have said, it's Wilco. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I yeah. Mean, I, for me, no, for me, directly, it's, it's the idea of Wilco. It's, it's the like, idea of Wilco, yeah. man. You have that. Yeah. And, stuff <laughs> and, that, and, and yeah, so. Like, this is what I think this song sounds like, or what I think it would sound like on, yeah. you know, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, 
whatever. Yeah. Is there anything like in like recently now that like you're listening to a lot that is like just completely blowing your mind or old or new? It doesn't matter. Either or. Oh. Um. Hmm. Uh, recently, there uh, the new James Vincent McMorrow record. It's actually good. It's really, it's really good, good, man. I was very surprised. I the was guy, like, the guy's got a voice. <laughs> Holy crap! That kid can sing. Yeah. Um, very soulful. I just watched this. I watched this uh, performance of him online, with just him and a keyboard. Mm-hmm. I was like, I told my girlfriend this. She, she's a big fan of his. I said. How is that guy sounding like he's this white Irish guy? Yeah. And he sounds like he's like deep soul. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Where's this coming from? Where's this me? coming yeah, yeah. from, man? I mean, but his record, I'm really into. I like his new record just came out. I'm really into that record. Uh, older stuff, um, just a lot of like a really obscure, you know, uh, stuff. <laughs> Linda Perhax, uh, yeah. Larry Norman, Grateful Dead. Um, just a lot of obscure records, you know. Yeah. Brazilian music, I love, like a lot of Brazilian music. Yeah, okay. nice. Brazilian jazz music. Yeah, the dead you can definitely fall into. Oh, a oh dude, definitely. I'm already in it, man. I'm already yeah, in yeah. it. I've like, long been in it. it like there's when you have a box of what like at least oh my god, the tape collection I still have in my like, basement. Right, it's yeah. insane. My wife's like, we're moving here soon. What are we doing on. with this? Yeah. 2,000 yeah, bootleg tapes in the basement. Right, I'm like, because right. you forget how much room they took right. up, and I'm just like. But they, you know, it's yeah. so, you think about how much time you spent, oh, you know, yeah. recording each. I'm like, I added it all up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, the amount of time I sure that's time yours, yeah, that's just yeah. mine, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was a bonding moment yeah. that you spent with other people. Totally, yeah. that was like a community where you sat mm-hmm. with them and you hung out, and yeah. that was what you did, you yeah. know, together yeah. around music, you know, yeah. and it's all that was something they had. Yeah, I think that was very, you know, fairly unique that yeah. they had this community that was really tight. Yeah, and that really went outside of just you know, going to a show. Yeah, even, yeah. totally. Know? So. Totally. Yeah. Well, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to stick the landing on this because it's been awesome. Thank but, you. Yeah, uh, but thank seriously, you. thank you for uh, talking to us. Thanks for, and, uh, thanks for doing what you know, making the music. You're you very make. welcome. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. You're and very then, welcome. Uh, good luck on the show tonight. Thanks, man. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, we heard sound check. It's going to be fucking awesome. Cool. So. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. I was. It's kind of been. A, I've been. A, this been a long, long debate. Like whether you're the band or they're not the band. And for me, it's like I told an interviewer this a couple days ago. I was like, I'm not doing the band thing because the record is the record. Yeah. And it's the first record I've ever made that I, I've ever said this about anything. That's what I told the interviewer. I said, this album does not need me. It doesn't. <laughs> this album does not need me, man. Yeah. This guy is a monster of his own. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It's like, for me, it's like, I've built, I'm just, I'm Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. This is Frankenstein's monster. No one's going to be looking at me, man. Yeah, yeah. They're looking at this record. You're behind yeah. the curtain. I got nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. About this record, you know, saying I always say like, you want to hear the record? You want to listen? You want to talk about the record? Listen to the record, man. Yeah. All yeah. your thing yeah. will be revealed in time. I you know, mean, that's yeah. actually because there's there's stuff I don't even know. Yeah, there's stuff I don't even know, man. It's almost like it'd be like, you have any kids? No. You have any kids? We have cats, though. Okay, so yeah, same yeah. Thing. cats. Let's <laughs> see, okay, nice. Cats. Let's see, Both have kids. kids. Yeah, but a kid, if you like, you know, you know, your wife have a kid, uh, or girlfriend have a kid, the kid's gonna grow up and do its own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of you. But that kid's a- not absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. That's exactly how I feel about this record. 
And that's exactly. But you got to go and represent your kid. And that's exactly. Ah, well, uh, okay, yeah. You're saying? like at the PTA. You're the PTA meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and each show for me, every concert for me is like a PTA meeting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going as a representative for this kid. Yeah, yeah. It's an it's, amazing way to look at yeah, it. That's yeah, exactly yeah. how I feel about this yeah. record, and I can't say that about any other record, man. Yeah. Not even Maricopa. No, not even Maricopa. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've done an amazing job. Thank with this you. One, yeah. So. Thank you. And, and if it means you're the PTA, then you are the PTA. I'm a, I'm yeah. a PTA, man. I'm a PTA. All right. Cool. Awesome. So. Yeah. So we're pushing doors back. <laughs> we are pushing doors back by 10 minutes. What's the if weather, Andre? What's the weather? Oh, I don't extra time. Get it going. Maybe my wife will call me again. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? Now, speaking of sax solos, that's a famous solo. However, yeah. what about the other sax solo? What was that? You know what I'm talking about? Are you doing Final Countdown? Yeah, yeah. No. no. Oh, oh, no. You're doing Bob uh, Seger? Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street. Oh, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, now, yeah. Now, that's what I'm that's talking true. about. That's true, that's true. <laughs> so, that's what I'm talking about right I think there, man. Turn, so, folks, turn we're going to stop it now. Pretty, we got yeah, yeah. a whole other thing right. going. Bob Seger turned the page is pretty epic, too. He did? Uh, yes, that the is The beginning, the very opening. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's like if you're on a you know a dark highway and that comes on, you're like, all right, here we go. I, I think next time you come yeah. through DC, yeah. we just need to do a sax podcast. I'd be in on that, man. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Yeah. I, my booking agent, he said, when I was over there a couple weeks ago in Amsterdam, he said to me, he goes, I know what your voice reminds me of. I said, what? He goes, it reminds me of a tenor sax. The tone of my voice. Oh, the tone. I, I, what, okay, my, yeah. sing, my singing voice. Actually, when you, yeah, I can hear okay. that. You know, it's like, because he said a good example of that is a song. He goes, look. Like you go back and listen to the, your vocal part, especially in Silver Timothy. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's okay. actually yeah. yeah. We're back in it now. Yeah. So that, what what I was talking about is like that. Th- there's a range where you get up to, and hearing yeah. you talk that yeah. you would not expect. No, no, no. And but there's a range you get up to, but in Silver yeah. Timothy you do that, and there's layers of it, and it, mm-hmm. and it is is like very specifically odd because it yeah. sounds. Mm-hmm human yeah but then really doesn't and yeah. it sounds alien which plays into the themes of the thing right yeah and and right. i'm i'm guessing that was your intention that was my and intention. that's a fucking excellent mm-hmm. execution yeah. yeah 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 like and it, it was the first time i heard yeah. it i was just like uh, what i can't like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, the, right. what the shit is going on and like, like okay right. yeah. i guess we're in now yeah yes. and, yeah and and it was that like that moment in Nothing is the news. Yeah, yeah you know? similar. Yeah, it was yeah. a very and, yeah. and it's a, it's a good trick to have. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, using the voice not just to convey like language, yeah, yeah. but to, using it as an instrument. instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a thing on NPR yesterday where they're talking about scat artists. Yeah, and how learning how to do that and mm-hmm. you know learning how to use your voice as an instrument mm-hmm. and how that's a different set of skills than say who was know, the who was the who was the artist who did. Um, Girl from uh, girl from Bean Panina. We we can we can find this out. We have. I, remember, I don't. I, I can never remember her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't uh, the Midnight at the Oasis lady. Either. No, but her voice to me, like when I did Silver Timothy. Okay. I and and also the other songs I've done, her voice and also people like Chet Baker. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Came to my mind. Interesting. Because their voices sound like horns. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They have the same timber. They have that same timber. Yeah. Bum, 
bum, bum, bum, bum, you know? Yeah. It is Astrid Gilberto. Ah, Astrid yes, Gilberto. yes. Astrid with a U. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, like, that's... When I did Silver Timothy and I've done other songs, I'm just like, man, that's, that, that sounds cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Chet Baker, same thing. There was a certain, like, you know, punch, but, like, soft punch... He had to his voice that reminded me of like a Charlie Parker, like yeah, you know, yeah, saxophone, yeah, you know. So, unfortunately, the saxophone does just gets a bad rap. It should saxophone, it yeah, saxophone, because it's awesome. I mean, I've, you just I I wish there was more clarinet, dude. I love uh, like hearing Heck someone yeah. play the clarinet Heck for some yeah. reason. There's something about it. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to my grandpa's house and he'd listen to all these yeah. old records where people were rocking yeah. on the clarinet. And I just there's something about the tonality of a clarinet. Klezmer that, music, it, yeah, has great clarinet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, Dang, big man. time. You know, yeah. In Eastern Europe, they use that a lot. Definitely. Yeah. He's going to Eastern Europe. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you Turkey. There? When are you going there? Uh, in August. Oh wow. Yeah, we're moving there. Crazy. For, yeah, for two years. So. Wow, dude. definitely excited to learn, you know, about the different yeah. you know, types to get immersed in the music there. Istanbul, we'll be in Ankara, Ankara, so like okay. north central, yeah, yeah, in the mountains. Oh, so, trip. yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Have I'm you excited. toured over there much? Like, I'm gonna uh, be in Turkey Europe? this summer. Oh, you are? Oh, nice. No shit. First time. No. Oh, nice. In Istanbul, yeah. in Istanbul. Oh, you'll have a blast. Yeah, I can't wait. Have a blast. It's a great time. And I'm gonna go to Israel this summer too. Oh, oh nice. nice. Play a show. Oh, nice. nice. And Greece for the first time. Oh, wow. It's crazy. So awesome. I'm going. To, I'm doing a lot of these shows in just, Europe this year. Just yeah, yeah. blowing minds all over the globe. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm. I'm. I'm very. I'm very excited about going to Greece for two reasons: the food. Oh yeah. And there are some pretty good '60s psychedelic Greece uh, sure. Greek music. Yeah, yeah. Is there a scene not. there? Oh, dude, in the '60s. In the '60s, yeah, oh, yeah, '60s, yeah. Yeah, there's like a bit of crazy psychedelic music. You know, yeah, there was some weird stuff up coming out of that whole region. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, I thought of someone who I've been listening to a lot lately. Uh, there was a '60s or a '70s artist named Sandy Bull. You know Sandy Bull? Uh, name sounds familiar. You got a song? Instrumentalist. Got something? No. no. Okay. No. You should check him out. Should check Sandy him out. Sandy yeah. Bull. Sandy Bull. Like okay. the bull. Yeah. Yeah. We'll check him out. Uh, I think we were just told two right. minutes. Cool, man. Cool. So we'll wrap it up. Man. Yeah. Again. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, Good talking to you. Enjoy great. the show, man. Thank you so much. Thank I you, man. Yeah, definitely, guys.
All right, that is the first single off of uh, Brooklyn, New York's Hospitalities, uh, their latest album, Trouble. Uh, they had been playing around a little bit uh, prior to their debut in 2012, uh, but it consists of a husband and wife team of Amber Papini and Nathan Michael and then uh, Brian Betancourt filling out the trio. Uh, they played with David Christian on tour. They've taken a couple of different percussionists and a little more instrumentation. Uh, their self-titled debut was uh, sort of the surprise hit for Merge that year. Um, and because they didn't expect it, I mean, they certainly pushed it, but they didn't expect it to get as much attention as it was. Uh, it, I am on record as loving the record. I think Paul is on record as not loving the record. Correct. Um, this is uh, obviously their second album. You're sort of risking the sophomore curse. Um Compared, just initial comparison to the first Paul, like how does this one, how are you feeling about this so far? Um, this one's definitely better than the first uh, from my perspective. I think they're actually trying some interesting sounds in here. They fall into some of the, their old patterns that I don't like, and I don't know, this might end up being the parts that you really do like, but when they start sounding like a Bell and Sebastian cover band, yeah. I get really annoyed because... I don't need that. Right. You know, I'll mm-hmm. go listen to Bell and Sebastian if I want that. But uh, no, when they're when they're expanding their uh, their palette a little bit, um, I think "I Miss Your Bones" is a good example of that. That's not a track that would have been on the first album, right there. I don't think um, it's, it's not close to it. Though. It's not the most inventive that they've done on there, but it's they're putting a little bit more of an edge into their sound mm-hmm. in, in those. And I think uh, uh, "Nightingale," which kicks off the album, mm-hmm. is a is a real kind of statement of purpose. Yeah, that the that I thought that I at least thought the last album lacked. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely uh, more cohesion to it. Um, it is. Uh, I think it is a step forward. Uh, when I interviewed Amber, uh, when the first one came out, we talked a lot about their connection to uh, New York New Wave, and then how that's presented. And they're definitely huge fans. And you know, we sort of talked that like maybe that didn't come through all the way on the first album. I think it comes through way more on this and that's like uh it's just like a heavier album um which is why and when i heard it i was like oh paul might get into this like there's more there's more meat to it right off the bat yeah and that 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 really struck me i was surprised um, the album is uh so it may be i'm not sure yet uh about one relationship or a series of relationships going bad um there's there's a palatable like darkness on this album that is like fascinating because like you said they, they sort of wind up to the Bell and Sebastian thing and that's like eh, I don't know but the way they use the instrumentation on a lot of these songs and her voice which uh, could pull off like a bratty punk uh, the affectation of it on the first one now pulls off uh, it definitely pulls off anger and like there's actually some menace on some songs um, it's gloomy uh I think that uh, for the most part, like this is a, I wouldn't have expected this from them. I mean, you look at Betty Wang and you look at all the, like the, the poppy hits uh, of the first one. Uh, they're just not on here. And that's good though. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's, I feel like the album kind of roughly at least, and this is not a, this is not a great breakdown here, kind of breaks up into thirds. Mm-hmm. And so the, the first third is, I think, more of this, uh, the hard edge. Like you were saying, you can see a little bit more of that uh, 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 that New York sound mm-hmm. in there. The middle is where it loses me 
because I think you start getting a little bit more yeah. uh, mopey, twee vibe about yeah. it. But then at the end, they get all spacey, and yeah, that's nice. End, yeah, it was like I was uh, listening to it last night, and I think I tweeted out like using this as the uh, soundtrack to uh, Logan's Run with the volume down. Mm-hmm. But it does, it fits like just the sonic choices they're making here. Um, and the tone of it, it fits that weird, like futuristic melancholy. Uh, in in that way, I think it's actually very similar to uh, Lower Dens' New Tropics, um, which is the first thing I thought of when I heard this, because that was, again, also a greater step up. Uh, I think that's a better album than this, for sure, but it was a step forward, and it was a step into the just being like willingly weird and not really that concerned about their market and just creating this like weird product. Um, yeah, I think if it, it should be interesting to see how they're famously do not have a great stage presence yet. And I wonder if that's because they, this is more their vibe, what they're going for. And then when you plug this into singing like happy, poppy songs it doesn't come across well well it'll be interesting to see if when they when they're touring on this album if they start breaking into you know 12 minute you know, space jam sessions yeah yeah at some and i point. feel like they could i mean i know uh, and again from talking to them that they you know that is where their their love of music a lot of it lies and obviously a lot of it lies in making these like tighter pop songs um i think like a serious song off this. Uh, this is getting more into the darker, more like sci-fi stuff. It's last words. I think you said is the best song now. I think it probably is. So let's take a listen to that.
so that, that is uh, Lost Words that uh, we're saying. Um, there's a very, uh, it's one of the darkest songs on the album. Uh, it saved the album, I think, for you. You got, you were sort of dragging. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I like the beginning part, but after that, the one-two punch or mm. lack of punch of uh, Sullivan and It's Not Serious in the middle, the album started losing me, and I'm, you know, I was zoning out doing some other stuff, and about four minutes into uh, into Lost Words, mm-hmm. I went and uh, I checked, actually checked the player to make sure that I hadn't shuffled over to a different album, right. and I was like, oh, wow, this is this is really effing good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is, and it's like there's a point in there uh, where the background vocals come in. Like, it, it's definitely, like, weird, dark sci-fi, and then it just kicks it into this mid-'80s, like, new, like, flock of seagulls worthy, like, chorus. <laughs> now, th- this is funny because you uh, – this is just – where we always come down. You're making an 80s reference, and what what it really hit me, and it's probably because they were inspired by some of the same things that you're thinking of, mm-hmm. um, I thought it sounded like uh, You Forgot It In People Era, Broken Social Scene. Like, that, I kept kicking back to oh, some yeah, of the no, stuff no, like no, Almost no, Crimes no, and things is, like that. This is, if you, if you go to any of like my 80s playlists, you'll find a song exactly like this by a band you hate. It is, no, nah, it's just, it, it, it's a way of writing songs, and you, you commit to it, and they committed to it, and to make it sound like that. It's a very specific sound. Uh, and it's not unique to the 80s. I think, I think it just, uh, tonally, probably a little different in the 70s and back to, it goes back to, like, Motown and girl groups and stuff. Someone died upstairs, apparently. Yes. Um, no, that's her bed. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, like, I think with that, uh, the addition of that, and then um, even the last song, uh, was it Sun... Oh, where's my track list? Oh, that's... Uh, Sunship's second to last. Sunship is, is second to last. You know, I think that definitely, like, where this album goes... Uh, and starts to go, and then get back a little into like the the first hospitality that it pulls it out, and uh, I think elevates it to something that is uh, really, honestly, like I said, unexpectedly like great. Uh, I will say I fully expected to like love this album no matter what. I'm a fan of theirs. Uh, I was surprised at how much uh, depth like I found in it, and still I'm continuing to find in it. Um, but yeah, I think that's sort of where I mean, Paul, where are you at with it? I think I fully expected to dislike this album, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I I think that I will not be playing it all the way through most of the time because okay. I really dislike some of the stuff in the middle, but there are definitely tracks on here that are going to get a lot of play from me this year. Right, so is this going to be like a buy it, stream it, or pass for you? It's it's a tough call because it's hard for me to say buy it because I don't love the whole album, mm-hmm. but there's parts of it that I like enough where it seems like it's on that on that borderline so I'd say I always you know always give a little great inflation I'll say buy it so I uh, am also going to buy it and like I said I'm gonna like sync it up with all my old like sci-fi 70s movies and see what happens because uh, I think it is uh, so far this is my favorite record this year uh, well the year is young I know it's young I know it's young, but th- and this happened with them in 2012 like I was like my favorite record this year like right up but it is I mean it's like you've heard a lot. Uh, I heard um, actually, I heard an album by a really small Philly band called Pine Barrens that I like a lot. I think I sent it out yesterday. Um, but that there, there's a lot of problems with that album. But it, it is good. But but as far as like what I've actually heard and what, what I'm going to be listening to a lot more uh, the next few months, I think this one like is taking the cake above everything else. Um, 
So yeah, buy it all the way. Um, yeah, so that is, I think, our podcast for this week. Uh, I am not sure what we're going to be talking about next week. Madeline's picking, so she'll be back. Uh, you'll be gone. I will be snowboarding. You'll be snowboarding. Um, in a few hours, we'll be talking to Damien Gerardo, and hopefully that will be up with this podcast, and if not, it will be on the next one. So uh, thanks for coming by the basement, and we'll see you next week. We sat in the sand.